Steven, it's a new year. It's 2022. And I've got a big, fat, juicy wish that it's going to be a year full of fulfillment here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What do you think? I've got a big old sauce-drenched wish myself just slapped on my plate here in front of me. And I'm going to dig in to a whole nother year of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. It's going to be a big year full of winding down our rewatch of Community and moving on to whatever comes next for us and to be a part of it with us. There's so many ways to show your support. We've got a big old warm pool here for you. Come on and slip on your skibbies and slide down the ladder and dive in. How how can they get in this pool, Zach? If you put your toe in the water and it feels fine and you want to get waist deep, come join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the way to support this show and to help us move it forward as we move into the future. It's also the way to get more of us every week with our live pre-show every week. You can't just a pre-show and all kinds of Patreon exclusive content coming all the time, Steven. We'd love for you to support us on Patreon, but you can also hang out with us free of charge over on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We are also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we're on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Also, if you would like to be a part of the show every week, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. To be a part of next week's podcast, write us in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your episode MVP for next week's episode of Community, and we'll read it out loud on the show. If you like what we do here, leave a review wherever you leave reviews about podcasts. Yeah, maybe like... The Sharper Image product review site. Leave us a review there. There's uh, like a box full of sticky notes at my post office. Write a review and leave it there. I hope you guys are jumping on board with us and you're ready to traverse 2022 with me and Steven. What do you say? Let's rip our way into another episode if you can't disappoint a podcast. Cannonball! <laughs> I'll put like a big <laughs> splat. <laughs> Hey guys, Bixel and I would like to introduce you to a little app called Meow Meow Beans. Mm. Meow Meow Beans lets you say how much you like, who you like, when you like, all from a standard non-boost mobile phone. Let's see how it works. Bixel, what did you think of the way that Dean introduced us? I thought he did great. That's why I'm giving him five Meow Meow Beans. Aww. Well, Bixel, I'm sorry, but I thought his intro was just okay. That's why I'm going to give him two out of five Meow Meow Beans. Meow 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 Beans! It's really hot. I'm really hot. I'm schwitzing. It's hot schwitzing. in Topeka. Typically, I turn off my air conditioner when we record, but that's not going to happen today. No, so not I'm, today. I'm There's so, going to be a nice constant room noise. My air conditioner is a, is a large uh, Italian man whom I pay to fan me with palm tree leaves. So it, he's going to be like making noises and complaining the whole time. So I apologize for any extra sound that – what's his name? Uh – Antonio! The Giordano mix. (laughs) That's really funny. I wanted to get that too, but it was like sold out here in Chicago. So I had to settle for Lin-Manuel Miranda from In the Heights shaving ice behind me yelling, Ice cold piragua! Every 10 seconds. So get ready for that a lot on the recording. Can you edit that out?
<laughs> they sure they sure did on the studio recording of the In the Heights soundtrack. He's what, like they five times out? quieter. No, really? he's just a lot quieter than the movie. In the movie, he's like, Ice Cold Piragua! Like I wrote this. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote this. this. <laughs> Do you remember Hamilton? You haven't given us enough time to forget. <laughs> I made Moana. He made. I made Moana. I made her. <laughs> I made her who she is today. Hi, everybody. Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. I'm glad to be back. How you doing, Steven? I am A-O-K-Z-A-C-H. So, yeah, sorry to spoil who you are before we get to introduce ourselves. Because hi, everyone. I'm Zach, and I should go number two soon. Nice. Uh, hi, I'm Steven, and... Oh, wait, wait, Zach. What time's dinner? <laughs> Fuck, I thought you took your, your little baby boy to karate practice today. I canceled it. I told him he's never Damn. chopping again until I get to share a meal with 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 big ol' Zachy Prue. Yep. Welcome to the <laughs> podcast, everyone. I'm really big glad you've made it to join us for another week. Yeah, I'm just moving past it. Uh, <laughs> we've got to start off the show by shouting out our $10 and up patrons at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. And when I say slash, I do mean the Guns N' Roses guy. You slash, have to draw him. Yeah, you have to draw him in your URL bar. Uh, those people are Brian Thurman, Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Taylor Ace, and Planeswalker Prez. All people that we love very dearly. They keep the show going. And there's a lot of stuff over there on the Patreon. Whether you want to keep us going or not, there's a ton of content. Uh, Brokeback Bebop's a lot of fun. The pre-show's really fun. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, we just uh, finished up part one of our fast food tier list uh, extravaganza. A lot of heated arguments. A lot of mm -hmm. bonds broken mm -hmm. uh, over the last few weeks. So if you want to see what, what, what drives the wedge left. between Zach and I by the time we get to the podcast, go check it out. I think, if anything, this two years of podcasting has just been an ongoing... <laughs> it, we signed up to do a rewatch podcast. It's an ongoing diary of the wedge driven. <laughs> And it's we like got to give a shout Beatles out the to the person who stuffs us, wedges us, just fills us every single week with love. That is our community papa at communities on Twitter. Very grateful for what they do for us and the community fandom. But let's be let's be real. Mostly, I'm glad for what they do for us. Yeah, you know, I always got to shout out our favorite simple machine, our proud papa over there. What is that a reference to something? Uh, yeah, because a wedge is one of the simple machines. Oh, sure. Stack, along with a, wow, a that's pulley. a little too highbrow for our audience. I think that one's a thinker. I haven't I haven't used the words like the phrase "simple machine" in like yeah. twelve years. I don't know why it just popped into my mind. Yeah, because nothing pops my mind quite like our pop. There I feel go. like if anything could describe this podcast, it's simple machine. It runs like <laughs> a machine, but it's a fairly simple one. Yeah, we're just one big seesaw. Well, how you doing, man? We we were just talking before the podcast. Uh, we're starting later than we usually do today, and we were just talking before the podcast about how Stephen had seen everything, everywhere, all at once, which I have been talking about recently. Mm -hmm. Is absolutely loving, adoring that movie. And Stephen was like, "Should we talk about it now? Should we talk about? I think we should talk about it on the show." And then we talked about it for like fifteen minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so you've seen it now. What do you think? It's an incredible movie. I think that it's it's one of, if not the only movie I've I've ever seen that has made me go through. Every emotion I could ever like fathomably go through mm -hmm. while watching a movie. I laughed, I cried, I was scared, I was excited, mm -hmm. I was anxious, I was uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, I think that it was it was great. The the stunt choreography, the action sequences, the special effects were all 
A pluses for me. I think it was incredible. It's a great movie. I th- I I think that it deserves every bit of praise that it's going to be getting for the next year. As more and more people experience this movie, it's gonna it's gonna be fucking huge. It's getting almost universal like intense acclaim. Mm-hmm. And usually there are a pretty strong, loud people that are like, "Oh, it's not that good." And I'm sure there are people that feel that way about this film, but I'm not seeing it that much. Yeah, I think that. The entire cast is terrific, but I'm yeah. glad that Michelle Yeoh, I think, to a mainstream American audience, is finally going to get her flowers. I mean, if you're, like, a fan of Kung Fu or any, like, Hong Kong cinema movies, like The Police Story uh, 3, she was in with Jackie Chan's great. Um, she was in a Bond movie was incredible, but, like, this is, like... She's showing that... Not to say at all that that type of acting is lesser than, mm-hmm. but she's showing now firmly... That she's a lot more than just that. Yeah. And she gets to showcase all of her talent in that department as well. Incredible. Um, it's an incredible role for her, and she nails it. The yeah. movie would really hinges on that character mm-hmm. and that actress, and if it was someone who was not 100%, it would have been maybe yeah. not as successful of a movie. And it's as successful as it is because of her and because of the weird stylistic decisions that the Daniels make but go check it out I think it's starting to leave theaters but as soon as you're able to get your hands on a copy of it you should it's the Mm -hmm. first movie in a long time that I felt that I will absolutely buy on blu-ray oh yeah I don't really buy movies that much anymore I love get out nice (laughs) yeah well anything else you want to talk about before we get into into a a, a pretty packed episode of community (laughs) um no let's let's if for the, I'll say I don't know the last time I said this was, but Blue Skidoo weekend we're not too. Quite there yet, let's jump right in. We're not quite there that yet, we're not though. Blue Skidooing yet. You usually do yet. that the second oh, after... or third time that we say, okay, now let's get into okay, the episode. Okay, I'll wait for it. I'll yeah, wait. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, can you scratch that Blue Skidoo weekend too from the record? It didn't yeah. count. It we didn't have count, uh, Jamie. Jamie Lou Cordes is is interning <laughs> with us this week. Yeah, she's keeping minutes. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, what's next? Oh, trivia is next. No, no. We're here to talk about season five, episode eight of Community. It's app development and condiments. The episode was directed by Stephen. This is time for your redemption arc. This episode was directed by Rob Schraub. Let's really (laughs) say it. No, Stephen. It's a real man's name. We take him seriously. We'd love to be friends with him. Let's hear it. You can do it. Ram Schraub. I hated. I hated every second of that. You have to say it ironically because that's how he was named. I want to tell you though, his you're parents get a were kick like, "Oh, this. look at this baby! I'm going to call it Robert Schraubert." When I typed in "directed by Rob Schraub" into my notes as I was taking it, it autocorrected Schraub to Schwab because Schwab is a real name. Schraub is a is a joke. Yeah. Well, it looks like Apple is on your side, too. I have nothing but respect and admiration for the talented Rob Schropp. He directed this episode, along with previously, he did The Law and Order, One Basic Lupine Neurology, and in seasons five and six onward, he did G.I. Jeff, Basic Sandwich, Ladders, Laws of Robotics and Party Rights, Advanced Safety Features, Grifting 101, Modern Espionage, and Emotional Consequences of Broadcast Television. You better get used to that name, because we're I hearing it a so. lot I guess so. I better season. strap in. And the episode was written by first-time writers and only-time writers Jordan Bloom and Parker D.A. I know that seasons five and six, the writers' room changed a lot, so I'm sure their yeah. writing team was part of that. The episode originally aired on March 6th, 2014, and now, Stephen, we can do it. Let's get into trivia. Well, actually, uh, speaking of connection to community, 
the Russo brothers were involved in everything, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. When I saw it and their credit showed, I was like, community, everyone, yeah, community. Hey guys, I do community. a community podcast. If you like this, it's community. Yeah, that's what I did. I said, hey, can I have some lights, please? <laughs> did you see that video of the girl? who was like at a movie theater and the movie like had technical issues so she got up in front of everyone and started doing a stand up routine was it funny i didn't watch enough of it but it was the clip was enough to make me feel so cringy yikes that i didn't listen like a to lot. what she had to say but it definitely like i mean it doesn't matter if she's funny she got up <laughs> in front of people and was like hey everyone listen to me now community My the turn. Russo brothers community <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so do you think that she was like, this oh, is my moment? Not she was yeah, like, this I'm is sure my movie was. moment. And on Twitter, it I had tens of thousands it. of retweets and stuff. So I guess it was. Oh, my God. Let's move into some trivia. Uh, I did a shit ton of questions. I have four for you this She's, week. I've got eight. Jesus, f- Zach, give me two and I'll, and I'll give right. you one. There was a point in the episode where I thought I was going to go for ten. And some of these are definitely f*** you questions. Sorry. Oh, no. Um, but I'll give you the first two. Those shouldn't be. What does Shirley usually do on Tuesdays? I've You're going to have all my questions. Uh, she goes to Elijah's karate practice. That's my yep. first question. All right. Well, let's see if I strike off a second one. How did Chang get his limp? Oh, he noticed that he would be rated higher. No, but how did he get it? You don't he, know. He made it up. He sat on a toilet so long his legs fell asleep. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it was in the episode. You should have checked it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, how many meow meow beans did the dean end up with in the opening sequence? My meow meow beans. Like two and a half? Mm, just two. Mm. <laughs> I love, I love, he's like, my, my meow meow beans. And he like beans. turns the phone towards the camera and goes like, yeah. hmm. <laughs> um, okay, what are the frat guys' names? Uh, that's my next question. Trent, your- Mulch, Dave. Clutch, Dirt, Dirt Mouth, Rope, Tingles, Catwoman, Steve. And then I think I had like a typo here because it says Heroi. So I don't know what it was supposed to say. You're really close. And that one we're missing was Hero. No, it was uh, Herpy. 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 Herpy autocorrected for me. Good call. So after mine, you're going to have one more question, right? Yeah. So maybe I should just give you that question. Okay, go ahead. What does Kukler write on the Dean's head? I don't know. Loser? Bad no, dean. he writes party. Party. I've got five questions. Let's do All it. Right. What is building one after seven? Uh, off limits to everyone else. It's fours only. Yep. Good job. Who did Tim Heidecker once love? A two. Name. His name was Matthew. Good job. Nice. What is the dean's rhyme for each class? This is one of my favorite lines in all of community. I've known this by heart since I was in high school. I really have. I'm going to butcher it. Think of the numbers and then think of the rhymes. You can do it. Just take a take a stab at it. You the can ones rhyme. don't get a rhyme because well, start, they're start at the top. Start no, at the top. I have to go backwards. Okay. Twos. You're right. Not off to a good start. I think you <laughs> would have been fine no matter where you started. The fours. No want, threes. They dream of more. The fives. No. They they will survive. They thrive. Jesus, they strive. You, you really don't know. The threes, I thought you simple rhyming could get you there, but three mm. three C three PO. Okay, here it is. Fives have lives. Fours have chores. Threes have fleas. Twos have blues. And ones don't get a rhyme because they're garbage. It's great. I know it like 
the back of my masturbating hand. <laughs> uh, I've still got three more questions for you. What color are the balls during the fancy future dance? They're like blue, right? They are blue. They're not mm. like blue. <laughs> They're blue-like. Oh, wait. I've just got one more question for you. Sorry. Uh, what does the Kugler get taken down to a one for? Parking in the handicap space. Yeah. <laughs> and that's my questions. That's trivia. That was good, Zach. Wow. And you did a good job with as much as I gave you. Thank you. But that's not all. We got some trivia to read aloud from our, our fans. While you pull that up, I want to read off some Twitter correspondence. Wow. As of recent, because we've been getting some reactions to some stuff that we asked. I put out a poll today asking people if this episode that we're about to talk about is the most batshit insane episode of Community. And so far with 42 votes... It's pretty firmly in the yes. This is the most batshit insane episode of Community. I think but this is definitely some... top three without question. We've got some reactions. Let's see. A lot of people say that there are some season six episodes that are contenders. Mm. Uh, uh, some people agree with me. It looks like Matt from Communities like gave us the the zombie episode, which I think a is a good for maybe Stranger, the conspiracy mm. episode. Here's something. This is from at SLB Photography. I think the conspiracy theory episode is pretty insane. Three petty characters all attempting to one-up each other and teaching each other a lesson that eventually involves the cops and multiple deaths. I dream of that episode, really? Including Shirley, who is also petty. I think it would have been a great opportunity to show Jeff and Shirley's friendship again. They both want an essay credit, an easy credit, and Shirley's reason is she got three kids. Having her involved in the tactics to outsmart the Dean and Annie would have been awesome. Good thoughts. Yeah. Uh, another person threw out a bunch of them. Uh, uh, like, they say the G.I. Jeff is weirder. A digital estate planning from season three. That's the Dreamatorium one. one. Uh, that's a pretty weird one. The Dean's commercial episode. That's a pretty weird one. <laughs> uh, they said American Poultry. The conspiracy episode. Regional holiday music. Uh, the Law and Order episode. Remedial Chaos Theory. Yeah, there are some weird Taren ones in the show. did a show kill a whole bus full of kids, huh? But this one... We'll, we'll get to it. This one's yeah. a special kind of weird. What we got in the emails? Uh, all right, so we've got two correspondences today, Zachary. Uh, the first one is from our dear old Dada. Mm -hmm. He says, Dada. Hi, guys. This episode occurred a full year before the Dark Mirror version aired, and they say they never mm -hmm. saw it, but Community still beat them by a year. It was nice to see that they could pull off the big homage episode post-Troy. Uh, have a great one, guys. Communities, Matt. Trivia. What movie is referenced by Starburn's costume? I have no idea. It's Zardoz. The f*** is Zardoz? Um, it's a really bad old sci-fi movie that Sean Connery stars in, and he wears that costume. Ha. That, that Starburn's wore. Um, according to the Dean, what do twos have? They have blues. Zach, mm -hmm. did you get that one? No. Okay. Um, in one. Jeff's monologue, who is his two friend from Hall C? It's, oh. you know, Tommy DeLuca. Yeah, it's like uh, Tommy Toluca is what I would say. Yeah, that's Tommy, right. I think you're Tommy right. Toluca. I said DeLuca, but sure. Toluca. I think it's Tug because it was like a two. Ah, oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. DeLuca is the doctor from Grey's Anatomy who sure. doesn't create. I don't know. Danny likes the show. I saw a yeah. chunk of it. It's bad. It's Everyone's on that show is a bad actor. Really? Most of them. That's not true. What's the... Ugh, the acting is, is gonna, bad. Grace what's the Asian is, lady's name? She's great. She hasn't been on the show in Sandra like 20 o. years. 
But she w- the show's been on for like 30 years. Yes, and that, I've only seen the most you're recent talking stuff. About now. You're yeah, talking about bad. what's on now. I'm sure what about it probably the, was really good. Isn't the main girl still in it? Oh, she's still there. And you're including her in that? Oh, yeah. she like in a coma or something? Didn't she was. Like, she was in like a COVID coma for a yeah, while? Yeah, for like a year. So the actress is in the show, but not really. She was on a ghost beach talking to Patrick Swayze. Or not Patrick Swayze, Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> yeah, that would be a ghost. They're beach. all dead, so who knows? Yeah. All the dead Patricks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and here are our answers. Okay. Uh, you got the first one right. It was Zardoz. I know. Uh, and our dad says it's the weirdest movie he's ever seen. I haven't seen it, but I know enough about it to know that a lot of people feel that way. I, we should watch that for the We like show. bad movies. Yeah. Um, according to the Dean, uh, the twos have blues. Shocking one. Did you know that one, Zach? I sure did. Nice. Um, in <laughs> Jeff's monologue, his his two friend from Hall C was Tommy Taluka. Hey, ding, Speaking ding, of, ding. when the f*** is Tuka and Birdie coming back? Didn't adults Soon. pick it up? Soon. I love like Tuka and Birdie. in two months or so, I think. I saw that recently. Tuka and Birdie's fantastic. It's a um, great show. Not our next as email good is BoJack Horseman. Correct. But, but it doesn't need I'm to be. I'm way more on board for it than I expected to be. Mm-hmm. It scratches a similar itch and a totally different one. Yeah. It's very funny. It's really funny. Mm-hmm. Tiff- t- uh, Both all of the voice actors. All three of them. Yeah, all yeah. three are fantastic. Great show. Um, our next one's from Anthony. Uh, the subject says, what time is supper, Zachary? That's our boy Planeswalker Prez, I believe. Wowza. Um, it says, it is. Um, I, I think. I don't know, I'm just guessing. <laughs> uh, hello, Zachary and Steven. After being summoned to the battlefield and recovering from summoning sickness, I'm here to challenge Steven to the game. With all the speculation on my username, I'll come clean and explain. You were right on the Planeswalker part, and Prez is a character I played in a musical called The Pajama Game. He's the pre- It's the president of the United it's States. It's the president of the United States. Planeswalker Prez is Joe Biden, and he's yes. really into Magic, Magic the, the Gathering. Gathering. You got it. The Timeless App Development and Condiments. The Timeless App Development and Condiments is one of my time. favorite latter season episodes. Sure. Jeff's stand-up about apples still cracks me up every time. One interesting thing I've noticed is that some of Britta's friends now go to Greendale. This is one of the best episodes in season five. Questions. That, what like, was some on of the extras from that episode are in the background yeah. here now. Interesting. Um, what yeah. was on the app designers t-shirts? I don't know. It was like their company logo or something probably, but I'm not sure. Nice. Um, and what did the two steal from the supply closet? It was a box of peanut it butter. It was a box of what peanut they butter. said. Nice. Yes, the answer the first one was Jammy Pow. Was on the shirts. This is their company, probably. And then a box of peanut butter. Have fun with a great episode. I'm off yeah. to the mountains to test my survival skills. Okay. If I survive, I'll email you. LOL. P.S. Steven, enjoy this photo of a prehistoric worm. You don't have to share it with Zachary. I Daddy, share. Come on, let's see it. I'll show let you the worm. Let see that little, little worm. Hold on, let me uh, get that's the a line. great phone glare you got going. I, I see what appears to be a gloved hand holding a testicle. And now I see your notes. <laughs> <laughs> you wish that was my notes. Oh, trying to let you see the worm. Oh, there we go. That's okay. The worm. I can see some worm action. Well, thanks, Planeswalker no Prez. You, you showed me your worm. This in your bones, but that'll do. But it was a worm's bones. Wait, yeah. worms don't have bones. Whenever we uh, do, dinosaur worms have bones. Yeah. Zach? How is that a worm? It's a fossilized worm. Worms don't have bones. And that's like only bone. 
Pret, sleepy Joe. Once again, <laughs> our politicians are telling us we live in a society. Yeah. Thank you so much yeah. for writing in. Hope to hear back from you. Um, Zach, that's it for emails. Okay. Which means we're moving right in to my favorite part of the week. I got nervous a couple minutes ago because I remember that I do this on the Cowboy Bebop podcast. Uh-huh. So for a second, I thought I'm about to be put on the spot. <laughs> but nope, I get a trash on Steven because it's time to find out. Did, did Steven, Steven watch the episode this week? Watch the episode this week. How you feeling, man? I don't know. I feel okay. like I'm not going to get some stuff that you want me to get, but I'm going to get what I want to get. Well, we get what we get, and we don't throw a fit. Are exactly. you ready? I think I'm, I'm as ready as I'm going to be without watching the episode again. All right. As always, the clock is not a second over 20 seconds. Mm. On go. Mm-hmm. The challenge begins. Ooh. Three, <laughs> two. That's my See, I'm nice, and I music. stop counting when you start riffing. I know. You don't do that on the I other don't. podcast. You don't give me a second. Can I riff? <laughs> Can I not. riff? Three, two, one, go. New app sweeping the school. Um, Got to rate your friends, and they'll rate you, and the better you rate, the better you rate other people. There's a dinner at Jeff's house, and Shirley wasn't invited, so she's going to be number one in the whole school, so she becomes number one in the school, and then Jeff's like, I'm going to take her down from the inside, so he tells a stand-up routine, and he comes up, Britta reads the rebellion through all the lower-level people. Um... Shirley and Jeff both get knocked down to ones, and everybody gets knocked down to being a one. And then the app gets deleted because Stop. of real power. Okay, you got a decent amount, some things that I noticed that you missed. I don't think we got talk of mustard. I didn't talk about mustard. And I feel like I was missing an overall, like, conveying the weird futuristic vibe mm-hmm. that the episode, like, the post-apocalyptic of it. Sure. But on paper, you got a lot of the story beats without quite getting to the end. Mm-hmm. So I guess I give you what I usually give you. I'll give you a B- minus for that one. Well, thank you. I'll give you a B-. minus. Thank you, Zach. How about some favorite funny moments? You got anything I prepared? have a few that I wrote down. I have a shit ton, just like trivia. Yeah, I, uh, I think Let, that Leonard... Shotgun him. Go ahead. Leonard rating Britta was really funny. I don't remember exactly what he yelled at her, but that was great. I don't either. I didn't write that one down. I really have always loved the whole thing in the beginning with Hickey when he's like, I fought for this country. Yeah. And you don't get to pick what you choose. He just couldn't say what he was trying to say. I think that's really funny. Yeah. um, I liked Chang on his, like, crutches, like, stilt things. That was really funny to me. Like, especially yeah. when they're, like, in the fives area and he's, like, mm-hmm. got, like, the, the Tiny Tim crutches. Yeah. That was really f***ing funny. Jeff and the frat guys always makes me laugh. He's mm-hmm. like, keep it floppy. Women are objects. <laughs> I think that's really funny. Um, I think I, I really like the Dean's announcement, announcements at the end of the episode when he's like, let's just try we're and figure out what We're pretty embarrassed. About <laughs> I think we're all pretty embarrassed. <laughs> it's a really meta joke, too, the whole, like, having to reset the status quo. And that's a hard status quo to reset. Yeah. I didn't write this down, but that made me think of another thing when they're, when Jeff's like, also, it's Saturday. There's no school. You guys are at school for nothing. Go home. Um, I wrote down the Dean's class rhyme. I've already mentioned it. I yeah. love it. I know it by heart. Do you have more? I have more. I, those are the only three that I wrote down. Okay. Jeff cussing during his stand-up routine. That was he's really like, funny. He's like, oh, shit. shit. I just, and he like had the perfect like stand-up night at the Apollo strut yeah. demeanor. I thought that was so funny. Uh, when they're doing the futuristic dance and Jeff is complaining at Abed and Abed's like, if you talk to me, I can't remember the dance. 
That's so funny. That's, That's really some good funny. television writing. Because, of course, shut the f*** up. We learned this dance. <laughs> uh, what else did I write? I wrote, when the ones and twos come in and they bring the curtain down and the coog goes, that comes down. <laughs> I think the coogler as a whole was so funny yeah. and added a ton to the episode. The last thing I wrote was the entire end tag. We'll talk about yeah. it more later, but specifically the does getting laid count? <laughs> no! The way the Dean yells no. <laughs> oh, man. I think that it's cool because last week we got so much great John Oliver and it's a shame he's not in this episode, but the coogler was awesome. Love the Coogler. This episode's awesome. I do like it a lot. I love this episode. It. I don't... It, I really needed an episode like this. Because mm-hmm. the last two have been kind of lower key. The last one we weren't so crazy about. Yeah. Then this feels like community absolutely not skipping a beat. They've lost some characters, but the new ones are fully assimilated now. Even the random ones mm-hmm. feel like they fit into the world. It tells a hilarious story. It goes weirder than the show ever does. But where this is a perfect season five episode because if this happens in season one or two, you're like, oh, so there's no rules at this school. Yeah. Like, they'll just drop everything on a dime because there's no... Like, uh, the winner gets $100,000 or whatever. Yeah. Now it's just, like, the, the social standings. But in season five, we know Greendale. Of course they're going to fall course into they the do futuristic that. thing. I think this is a perfect season five episode. And the first episode that I just don't feel like it's missing anything. Yeah, I five. think it's great. I I think it's really funny. I think really that clever. We get all the characters are used in some way. I, w- I mean, would I have loved to see a little more, like of how Hickey became a five or like it's his birthday. It's his birthday, which I think it's, which is hilarious. I, yeah, I think the episode's really good. I, it's pro I don't know if it's my favorite of the whole season. Well, no, cause we've got cooperative polygraphy. Yeah. It, uh, the lie detector episode, I think is, but the I think it's, it's really I think this is number two for me. Really? I think I like this better than Troy's last episode. Wow. What are you looking at the list to see? Yeah. This is a good season, Zach. It is a good season. Last week was the only episode that felt like it kind of skipped a beat for a second. Mm -hmm. But it had Chang and Ghosts, and it had Abed and Hickey. Yeah. It had some good stuff, too. This is a good season. It's a good season. And this is a great episode in a good season. Mm Mm-hmm. You ready to get into it? I think I am. Let's blue skadoo. There you go. Weekend 2. Something that I used to get to say a lot in seasons 2 and 3 that they haven't done so much lately this pulls off that great community where the first part of the episode feels really normal and then it very quickly goes into something totally weird. Yeah, this one starts and you think that the conflict's going to be, oh, Shirley's not invited to the dinner. What's going to happen with the study group? And honestly, it wasn't until you brought up the Shirley dinner thing in your uh, uh, rundown mm-hmm. where I realized that, that truly is the runner of the whole yeah. episode. I kind of lost sight of it. I still saw it as the Jeff and Shirley dynamic, but I kind of forgot about how that sets it up and how it uh, sets the two of them up to do the things that they do in this episode versus each other. I think it's really good. I think I'll say right off the bat, this is the best Shirley episode we've had in a very, very long time. I think so, too. Um, I don't know that she gets my MVP, to be quite honest. Yeah. But... I think this episode should be put more often on the lists of good Shirley episodes. The yeah. People don't mention this one. And Yvette really gets a chance to show how much, like, I guess how strong a character Shirley is. Because she has so much power and influence when she wants to. And 
she is, you know, as a much if not more than Jeff sometimes. Yeah. Cuz everybody likes Shirley. Not everybody likes Jeff all the time. Jeff's <laughs> kind of I think this is a good Jeff episode too. I don't I do. think he's an asshole in this episode. I think he's very funny. But I this love is Jeff kind of an episode. asshole moment when he kind of tells Shirley, "No, you're manipulating. That's what you do. I see it in your face." Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mean to see Jeff talk to Shirley that way when yeah. she's always kind of put upon. But I mean, he does have a point. She is pretty passive aggressive and mm-hmm. can be manipulative of her friends. Yeah. But Jeff isn't really one to call it out. <laughs> I really like the Jeff-Shirley relationship. Uh, it's one that we've seen a couple of times. Um, they get along with each other. There's the episode where they like to gossip with each other. But then there's the episode that we learned that they had a childhood rivalry. I like that there's a little bit of tension between the two of them. Mm-hmm. That they do really like each other and respect each other. But Jeff likes to think of himself as younger and cooler than Shirley. Yeah. And and Shirley is there to be like, no, I'm the same age as you, and you're not as young as you think, and I'm not as old as you think. Yeah. And I think this episode plays off that dynamic very well. I love Abed even doing the aww. (laughs) 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 uh, For being a pretty low-key Abed episode after he did so much last week, there's Mm -hmm. some good Abed moments throughout it. Yeah, Abed has has a really strong performance for what he does get. Okay, so after the Save Greendale committee does their opening of the episode, I did like the line about, we're going to finally get grass on the soccer field. Yeah, that was good. Uh, the dean comes in with, what were their names? David and David Bixel. David and Bixel. The people from this tech company who are introducing Meow Meow Beans to the study group and to the school. Do you recognize these fellas? Do you know these Yeah, I, it made me want to watch some Tim and Eric Awesome Hour. That's You know that this isn't Tim and Eric, that they're later, right? Tim no, and Eric are in this... Thing. You thought this, this was. I thought they were the same. Then I was like, "That's not the same." Here's what I. Here's what I'll say. The okay. the guy with the beard. Yeah. I I think he's so funny in everything that he does. Their names are uh, the one on the left is Steve Agee, or Steve Ag- Ag. And the one on the right is Brian Posehn. And the thing that I most know them from is the Sarah Silverman program. Ah, see, I a, I've seen a lot of Steve Ag on uh, Getting Dug with High. I used sure. to watch every episode of that, and he's They're on that in show that a lot. circle of comedians a lot. But uh, Sarah Silverman program was a really trippy sitcom on Comedy Central for like mm-hmm. two or three years that Dan Harmon worked on. I didn't know Dan Harmon's were, a part of that. I used to yeah. like Sarah Silverman. I'm not a big Sarah Silverman guy anymore, I guess. But I that show like is her. really good. Yeah, um, I, used I, liked to really her, like I like Sarah Silverman's okay. She's fine though. Um. Yeah, I like this. I like the way that they introduce it. I really like how this episode has some commentary on social media, and it has some commentary on, like, Facebook-Harvard connection, but mm-hmm. it doesn't spend a whole lot of time, like, bashing the the messages yeah. in our head. But uh, there is some imagery here of, like, how far people take these things. Sure. And how Facebook started as a little thing at a college, and uh-huh. now it's taken over the entire goddamn world. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just, after watching Don't Look Up, I just think we really need to pay more attention to the world around us. Like, I think that they, like, I don't know if it was on purpose, but, like, that's just the message that I really got from that movie. It opened my eyes. Did you watch that movie? (laughs) No. So they explained the concept of Meow Meow Beans, and it's really, really simple. You just rate people from one to five to see how much you like them. This is an awful concept for a social media platform because it's so mean. Listen, they're hot or not. That was I guess thing. maybe that's the th- well that's basically what Facebook was when it was yeah. a thing. It's like would I you bone true. this person? I guess that's true. 
I like the whole interaction with the Dean where they use him as a guinea pig <laughs> and he gets really excited when one of them rates him well and he really gets bummed out when the other one rates him lower. And another thing that I think this episode nails is the graphic. Yeah, the, it's great. The cats that show up and that change and also the wonderful sound effects that go oh, along Oh, it's so with it. satisfying. It is really satisfying. They did a phenomenal job with that in this episode, I think. Mm-hmm. I love the Dean going, oh, my Meow Meow Beans. <laughs> I thought his intro was just okay. That's why I'm going to give him two out of five Meow Meow Beans. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hickey. He's hey, very Zach, I was totally wrong. We were, You were wrong, too. But what? I was wrong with what I thought the Dean ended up with. I thought that like his score just got put to two Meow Meow Beans. The uh, graphic like there, he had like four and a half, three and a half, something like oh, that. Oh, it only went down a little bit. Yeah. Hickey's getting upset about this because they're going on about, like, teachers can rate students, students can rate teachers, everything's crazy, meow, meow, <laughs> beans. And Hickey, just cantankerous old man, uh, of, of course he's the the Pierce stand-in now, mm-hmm. but I just feel like his angle of the same type of old man cantankerousness is different. Yeah. and well, I really he has like a reason it. to be crotchety, I guess, you know? he's <laughs> He's done a lot, he's lived a lot, he's seen a lot. And I know you don't get to pick and choose the parts you fight for, but <laughs> apparently this is an episode that was longer. They had they had a longer cut of it. There was more of the guys introducing the app. There was more of that hickey joke. And I okay. guess there were some more scenes between Jeff and Shirley that made Jeff look equally as the villain as Shirley. And mm. I would have loved to have seen a, a version Me of too. this episode that's like five or six minutes longer. Uh, next season, when we get to season six, most of those episodes are five or six minutes longer than mm-hmm. the usual episode. I almost wish this was one of them. The magic of Yahoo Screen. It's like HBO, but non-existent. Not... Yeah, it's it's really more like Quibi if you think about it. <laughs> Who <laughs> is that? Like the thing that they're like, you, you, no one wants to watch a whole show. Here's a bunch of three-minute clips. Is that what Quibi was? Quibi was like seven minute episodes and the weirdest and worst thing about it was that they were shot in a way that you could watch them either portrait or landscape. So like if you watch it landscape, everything's really centered, but then there's like wide background, you know, and if you watch it portrait, it's like, yeah, it's like interesting and terrible, but it brought us a couple of cool things. Like what? Uh, it brought us back. Reno 911 was revived for Quibi, and since yeah. then they've done like another movie and now like a full season. New book uh, goofing. Uh, there was the Chance the Rapper hosted Punked. There was oh there was that there was that all timer classic Dishmantled hosted what? by hosted by Titus from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh my god! And it's where like these contestants go in like a white void room and they like explode food in the room like all over them and they have to look around at the explosion stains and figure out like what it was. <laughs> like oh I see tomato sauce I see sausage I'm gonna guess that this is a chocolate chip pie like you fool <laughs> dismantled come on quit it it was a thing <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah hey be nice maybe Quibi will pick us up one day I don't know that I want that sponsorship no we'll who am take I, what who we am can I get. kidding yeah we'll I would take, take what we can get. <laughs> All of the companies that we talk shit about uh, 
If any of them gave us any money, we'd be happily being like, mm, this show to you by BP. I eat it every- six days a week. <laughs> Not BP. <laughs> okay, Fuck so after the ducks. theme song, it's the first day of the test of Meow Meow Beans on the campus. And what is Garrett bossing Starburns around? Oh, yeah. The, and it's because the Garrett has a slightly the, higher The cracker number. is bossing the toast or something. Yeah. Is that racist? Well, why? What's toast supposed to be? No, What's not the... the toast part. Well, it's bo- Starburns is like... involved is... They're all white. Our, he's like Armenian or something. Nah. <laughs> you kidding me? Have you seen the hat and the lizard? <laughs> That's some white boy shit. Yeah. He does crystal meth, Steven. Fair enough. That's white people. That is. Only that's exclusive. I would know. <laughs> this show, of course, brought to you by BP and crystal methamphetamine. It's not that bad. What are you going to do? Die? If it was so bad, why does everyone want to do it again? Yeah. If it's so bad, why is the best TV show about it, huh? It's true. Yeah. So Jeff and Abed are talking, and Abed kind of explains how... Uh, that that this is taking over and it's kind of creating a new social hierarchy in the in the school. And I really like Abed's runner of how finally he can like use this as a way to relate and be like yeah. other people. And there's a runner with a couple of sad lines later in the episode that I really like. I like seeing Abed uh, get excited about something like this. I do too. Jeff's worried because he's the cool guy he feels at the top of the totem pole. Mm-hmm. And this is just going to start flipping that all around. And he's also not trying to, like, do anything to to play this game. You know what I mean? He, yeah. He's already frustrated because he wants to be the coolest guy in school, but he also doesn't want to have to learn anything you know, about how I to use this. You know, I think that this whole episode could be summed up with the song from High School Musical. Whoa, 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 mm-hmm. stick to the you know. You don't even know the words. Is it stick to the stuff you know? Yes. That's what I thought, but I didn't want to get it wrong. I was just talking recently about how the first ever concert I ever went to was the High School Musical concert. Was it with the original cast? Everyone but Zac Efron. It was Drew Seeley. That's probably ideal, honestly. That's great. And I remember me and my friend who passed away that I've talked about on the show mm-hmm. a little bit before. Uh, we went to the concert together, and he, we were, like, in the last row. And he brought this, like, glow-in-the-dark, like, skull-flashing little toy. Uh-huh. And we took turns, like, shaking it when our favorite person was performing. And I remember that, like, during the concert, we got in a genuine fight over who got to shake the skull during Ashley Tisdale. <laughs> I had such a big crush on Ashley Tisdale. Yeah, not so much anymore, if I'm being honest. No, Hilary Duff, though. Fine wine. Nah. I mean, very, very pretty, but she isn't like a like a crush of mine. Uh, I love me some Hilary Duff. Yeah. Like, I don't actively crush on her, but... Chang walking in, limping, and he's, <laughs> he's trying to do something. He, people feel bad for him and rate him higher when he's limping, so now he's just going with it. <laughs> It's really funny. Chang's pretty funny. The wink that he gives after yeah. he, did you see that? He's like, so I'm just limping. I'm just limping. Wink. <laughs> Perfect. He, uh, Jeff walks into his office where Hickey is putting on a hat and he's planning on hyping up that it's his birthday to get in this Meow Meow Beans thing. I really like the way when Jeff is like, oh, you're into this too. When Hickey, he like pronounce, he like puts the emphasis on Meow Meow Beans weird. <laughs> He's yeah. like, this meow meow beans is the thing <laughs> of the future. And I, that made me laugh every time. I think Hickey, what makes him such a great character is that he's silly. 
but he doesn't know that he's silly. And he that's what feels makes like it a so real fun. guy. Yeah. He feels like when my grandpa says stuff that's really funny and doesn't know why mm-hmm. it's funny. Yeah. Uh, and, and it is funny, but it, but because of his delivery, it feels like a guy just saying real stuff. Mm-hmm. No line that Hickey delivers ever feels like a, a like joke. a written joke, but yet <laughs> yeah. it's so funny. I love Pierce when he was like in the first two seasons. Yeah. Pierce was one of my favorite funny characters. But I don't think I would feel any differently about Community if in an alternate universe there was never Pierce and it was always Hickey. And just Hickey, I think that'd I be so it. funny. I love Hickey. Imagine and some people don't, four seasons I, I really of like Hickey, Hickey and Troy playing off each other. Mm-hmm. That'd be hilarious. It's a shame we didn't get him in season six, but it's literally because Community got Jonathan Banks in like the months between Breaking mm-hmm. Bad and Better Call Saul. Yeah. I like the Trivial Pursuit Baby Boomer edition. That was good. I'm noticing while we're going through it right now that this is a nice turn of events because Jeff's like walking around trying to talk to people and everyone's on their phone. So he's frustrated. He's used to being the guy that everyone's trying to talk to while he looks at his phone. Yeah, I don't so think he's I cut had, that, like, the upper hand. that directly the first times I watched this. It was good. Okay, there's one thing I don't like about this episode and it's the mustard on Britta's face. I don't get it. Yeah, why? I don't know. And I not really like, like the way that they use Britta in this episode quite mm-hmm. a bit later on. I feel like in the writer's room, they broke this story about Britta being like the the uprising against yeah. the wealthy elite. And someone was like, well, nobody would listen to Britta, so we've got to make up a reason why they would listen to Britta. Yeah. I feel like it, this should have just been Britta's chance to shine. Should have just been Britta, yeah. And the an mustard uprising. bit isn't that isn't that It's funny. not that funny. Do you feel the same way? I do. I think that it's it's like, let's give Britta something, but let's still like shit on her at least a little, right? Uh, someone who has a stealth pretty good episode is Allison Brie. I noticed that she gets a lot of good reaction shots where something... There's one here in a second that I think is really funny. And then during Jeff's stand-up later on, she gets some really funny reaction I shots. I think that Allison Brie does a really good job. I don't care for Annie in this episode. Tell me why. Um... I think she's like. I don't feel like she does a whole lot in this episode. No, other she's than just kind of Shirley. one of Shirley's cronies. But I think that Annie is more than a crony, and I don't know that I 100% believe that she would totally like abandon everything else and go with Shirley. I think that she would have at least like I don't know tried to be more of a friend to Jeff through it, but maybe not. I don't know. I'll track that. I didn't think about it that way. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if I agree, but I'm not sure if I disagree either. So I'll have to, yeah. I'll have to keep that on Like, top. I didn't hate her, but it's just I, I was not – I wasn't rooting for Annie in this episode in any way, you know? Like, I was like, oh, I'm happy Abed is a higher scorer because it's funny that he, you know, now – the he was excited because he could relate to people and now he, he isn't, <laughs> you know? And, like, I'm like, okay, I want Jeff to get a higher score to move the plot along. I think Britta getting rated a one by everyone and then kind of settling around around a two, but still like very clearly being on the cusp of of not even that is funny, you know. But Annie that's was what the Leonard only one who said scored. when Leonard's like, "That's the general idea, baby." He probably <laughs> taps at his phone. <laughs> yeah, I think I just wasn't invested in what Annie's rating was. That's true. This is interesting to me. I don't like the way this is all set up. Jeff's like, "Well, it seems to me people listen to you when you have mustard on your lip." I don't – if I get what they're trying to say, I don't like it very much. And I don't mm-hmm. think I get what they're trying to say. Yeah, I because they're like, oh, well, it makes it 
you seem less harsh because you are like able to be laughed at, but everyone's already laughing at Britta. So why would the mustard help people take her seriously? It doesn't make sense to me. Like it distracts from the intensity, but the problem isn't that Britta's too intense. It's that nobody thinks that she knows what she's talking about ever. This is the reaction from Annie I really like. She's like, when you have mustard, I, it really distracts from your intensity. And Britta's like, well, it distracts from your butt. And look at what <laughs> Annie does. She's like, hmm. <laughs> she just like nods disapprovingly at her. That's Like great. you're talking to a little kid. I thought that was really funny. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Shirley strolls in and she's the talk of the town. She's nice to everybody. She's she makes everybody room. feel good. She's laying down heavy on the brownies and compliments and everyone's upvoting her. She's getting high praise and that makes Jeff jealous and also distrustful. Uh, what do you think here? Do you think... I don't know. I don't really know if there's a villain to this story. Obviously... <coughs> I don't think right now there's a villain to the story. I think that Shirley is, wants to be highly rated because she's not within her own friend group. I'll say this. Know? I feel like the villain of the story is like the social elite that the fives become, if we're going to look this a little more we seriously. We live in a society. However, I don't think Shirley is the bad guy even then. No. For falling into that higher society. Because as faulted as it is, I think most of us, if we are put there, uh, uh, encourage it, you know? I mean, it, it, if we want to get deep into this. I know. It's interesting because I mean, a Stanford very Prison Experiment, kind of when mm. people, when human beings are given power, they immediately start to abuse it, you know? And, and when people are told you are a put-upon person, yeah. you're more willing to do whatever you're told. Yeah. Like likewise, if you're given the force of a guard, they'll be forceful. And if you're given the constrictions of a prisoner when you're a free man, mm -hmm. uh, you'll, you'll you'll take what's given to you. Exactly. That's interesting. This is an episode this is one of those great, great episodes of community mm -hmm. because it sparks thought like that while being incredibly goofy and silly yeah. throughout. And we've had some really good episodes, but it's kind of been a second since we've had that. I'm thinking mm -hmm. back to like season two. Yeah, honestly. I, I love, love this my moment. four from Vicky. Everyone's giving Shirley fives and Vicky gives her a four, which is great. A four is great. And the way she, yeah, Yvette delivers that. <laughs> I love my four. From Vicky. <laughs> I thought this was so funny because Vicky immediately knows like, oh, no, I'm. F oh, no, stop it. I didn't mean it. Can I say something really controversial? And I'm sorry, community fans. Yeah. Isn't this kind of what a vet does to people on Twitter? Oh, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Not saying that she doesn't often point fingers at people that are doing shitty things. Yeah. But isn't that kind of what kind she does? Kind of. <laughs> Vettel rip somebody the f down on Twitter. <laughs> she sure will. That's why she's the community char she, character cast member that I'm most afraid to talk to. Because <laughs> she's so nice and lovely and sweet, and I'd have nothing but praise to heap upon her. But I feel like I'd do like the equivalent of giving her a four, and then I'd wake up the next day, and I'd have like a thousand Twitter... I don't know. All for me, I would cancel you. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. mm-mm. I love it's a white man. I'm pointing fun lovingly, and I hope that comes across. It will not. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what are you going to do? Come we got on the what? show. Let's talk about it. We got, what, 17 episodes left of this yeah. thing? <laughs> we're all right. I don't think we're going to get her. <laughs> I don't think that changed our chances. No. Uh, so, uh, but I think it's interesting. I don't think there's a bad guy in this situation. They're just 
immediately distrusting of each other, and mm-hmm. I, I like it. And that's great in this episode. By yeah, the way. she's terrific. So Jeff gives in. He registers. He now that he's got something to work against, he's gonna be. Uh, this is a good thing. Those people that are like, I'm gonna get a Twitter to take down Twitter. Yeah. And then no, you're just on Twitter now. You're just on Twitter. Britta just okay. I get that shooting something like her getting mustard on her face from a sandwich is tough because you've got to have continuity. But she like holds the sandwich so it covers her entire face. <laughs> leans into it there's a shot of her with like that part of her face turned away and then all of a sudden there's a perfect yellow paint blob on it (laughs) i do like britta's reaction when jeff's like you know what that's a good point and she's like really why (laughs) although it makes me feel sad for britta yeah that's her reaction and she sees that she has mustard on her face again and that's why now we're to day two of the beta test and jeff is in full uh what do i want to say ham douche uh, uh, douche bro not catering uh what's the word i'm looking for pandering he's in full pandering mode hanging mm-hmm. out with these douche bros and it's so f- i'm sure all these guys are like also in their 30s but i've never seen joel McHale look older than i have right here. <laughs> right here he looks like that steve buscemi meme <laughs> <laughs> he really does all the names are really funny jeff's Joel is on fire this episode. He gets all kinds of funny stuff to say and gets to play a lot of the different shades of his character in this episode. The fucking guy with a blazer and an American flag tank top underneath is the worst. Women are objects. (laughs) So Jeff got two Meow Meow Beans off of that. Do people start at one? Yeah. That doesn't seem fair. Well, you probably start at zero. That doesn't seem fair. Well, you don't get to start at five. If a movie no. comes out, it's not at five stars, then loses its score. But if nobody reviews it, it's not at a zero. It's it like is unscored. at zero stars. It's like unscored. It's not zero. Well, he probably was unscored, and now his average is two. But he just pandered to those people. They're all giving him threes, fours, and fives, and he's just got a two? Yes, because everyone else probably was like, Jeff, I have no thoughts. Zero. I don't know, man. I don't a think one. so. I don't think so. You don't think that everyone immediately voted Jeff a one? I like how even though this episode, I, I'm putting that conversation aside. I like how even though the episode, uh, you don't moves, think we live in a society. I like how the how episode, even though it moves blindingly fast into like the post-apocalyptic Logan's Run kind of thing mm-hmm. that it has going on, there is a process that happens first. Uh, people like Garrett are more popular just because of their score. Yeah. Then the fives are in charge of the air conditioning and people are wearing colors that represent their their number. <laughs> and then pretty soon, everything's going to go full cult. Yeah. I like Jeff's line about the gray clothes when he's like, I feel like I'm in a commercial and someone's going to walk up and hand me a Starburst. <laughs> There's some good writing in this That's episode. really good. I love it. Abed's a three, and people are calling him. He has a group to hang out with. Small talk, guys. I make small talk now. <laughs> it's sad, but it's nice to see Abed like that. He, yeah. He feels good this episode. He kind of almost seems like the episode where, like, Troy and Abed were being normal. Like, he's, like, mm-hmm. that kind of Abed, but, like, he's happy about it now. Like, it's mm-hmm. not a game. Like, he's just having fun. Uh, and he's really at a place where he's looking for friends, too. Yeah, he is. Shirley and Jeff have this awkward stare down. I win like it. two power players that can't quite reveal all of their cards to each other. Like it's a very anime jabs moment. Jabs at each other. You think so? Yeah. 
even more anime than the literal anime moment that Jeff and Shirley have had before. <laughs> Honestly, it's very like, ah, so you're approaching me. Well, yes, I am approaching you. How else can I kick your ass? Ah, then approach faster. Like it's that, that kind of vibe. Less sexual tension. As all anime has. Okay, day eight. We we've done a little time jump, and now things. <laughs> this is just okay. So Lily watched this episode with me and hadn't seen this one before. Oh my and god! Heard references to it, and at the first part of the episode was kind of like looking at their phone and like half watching it. And shortly before this happened, I said to them like, "I really think you should watch this episode. Mm-hmm. I think you should like set it aside, and I think you should look at this one yeah. because it's a really good one." And when this stuff started happening, never having seen it before, you're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Just instantly, the way that they've transformed the set into something totally different yet again. Yeah, man, the show is so good. <laughs> Where did everyone get these clothes? Leonard is the f***ing guard. Leonard? Oh, my God. I thought finally I had a week where no one was mowing outside. Someone's using a f***ing jackhammer (laughs) outside of my window. Do you hear it? Should I stop paying people to come make loud noises outside your window every week? I thought it was funny, but you haven't ever assumed that it's me yet, and so I feel kind of bad. I can see the waves of the jackhammer on my audacity. So sorry, <laughs> my neighbors are getting it on. Well, I can't hear it at all through Zoom. Zoom's great at canceling audio. Okay, so Leonard, wait. Starburns is trying to bring snacks into the fives. There's this whole wing of the school that's just for the fives where the study room is. And it's guarded and they, they use the gates over the doors. Oh, people are starting to like strap their phone to their band as a constant badge of where they <laughs> where they lie. This stuff's great. Annie is now like a spokesperson for the fives and lets Starburns in to to give some snacks. And that brings us to the new like fives lounge. <laughs> Jeez, the like the all white uh, draped so backgrounds, funny. all of the furniture, all of the like weird drinks and stuff. They're all oh, dressed like Jedi priests. Like, <laughs> I, we obviously don't get it until later, but I love the weird instruments that we'll see later. Yeah, that don't make any sense. Uh, it's also a very iconic season five community image of Hickey laying back in this chair like this, eating yeah. a piece of birthday cake with a hat on. I feel like I've seen that meme a lot. All I know is that it's my birthday. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah. And the Coogler. The Coogler! He's so funny. And seeing this episode, Lily had heard of Coogler too, but did the thing that you're exactly supposed to do when you see Coogler for the first time. They're like... Has he been around before? We yeah. Supposed to, like know about this guy? Nope. nope. Oh, and he's really funny. Do you know who Coogler is? Um, we've talked about it before. That's Mitch Hurwitz, the creator of Arrested Development. Ah, that's what it he is. He is not an actor. That's he's so the funny. creator and writer and director of Arrested Development. The Coogler's a star, and he's hilarious in this episode. They traded cameos. Dan Harmon has a cameo in season four of Arrested Development. He's like the guy that sells George Sr. the sweat lodge igloo thing. That's great. And they like shake hands. He's just in it for like a second. The Coogler's great. <laughs> I love his thing here when he starts talking. Hey, it's Coogler. He's cool. He likes to get laid. He's not that old. I love the way he says that. <laughs> and the way Chang puts one of his crutches at us. Like, yeah, Coogler. That's so funny. The tension behind that. He's not that old. Like he's, he's got a such like a student. Is he a teacher? He's just divorced a dad that lives at a hotel vibes. Yeah, totally. And like always has a young girlfriend, but not for very long. 
they come up with the idea of the talent show, and I like the way they discuss it. It's very Star Wars prequels-y, the, yeah. the discussion event where threes and twos can rise and fall. They decide <laughs> they're going to have a talent show to show that it's not rigged, when of course it is rigged. The fives have the most power to give other people uh, a ratings, mm-hmm. and they've chosen themselves as a group. Man, the more this is one of those episodes that talking about it, the way that we talk about it, is a treat. Yeah. Because this is a fun episode to just watch and let it leave your head. But when you think about the way that we do tell a story about, like, society and, like, the people who have the upper hand and how they well, Zach, we choose. we do live. <laughs> yeah, we sure do. <laughs> they choose who gets let in, and they also choose to make an event that makes it look like anybody can get let it's in. It's a f***ing Hunger Games. They're it's like- awesome. This episode's so yeah. good. I don't think I knew I liked this episode quite as much as I did before this. Mm-hmm. It's great. I think it might be like top 20. I think it's that good, yeah. Maybe better, but Maybe better. that's what I can say conservatively. I think it could make it on mm-hmm. the top 20 for sure. Abed's a five now, and he's so unhappy because he just wanted to be with the masses. And now he's, but he's a special boy. He yeah. can't just be the masses. He explains that he wants to be a three, and everyone's like, so humble. So humble. And they make him even more of a five. <laughs> it's like, you people are monsters. I like that four and a half still gets in to the fives. Mm. That shows how hard it is to get four and a half, because Annie is still merely a four. I like Annie's line when she's talking about uh, a couple of twos stole a box of peanut butter. The futurization of the cafeteria is almost complete. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really funny. And Jeff is becoming a four, which upsets Shirley. Starburns leaking intel. Yes, Starburns tells Britta what's going on. And the Tim and Eric cameo is so weird. I don't understand who they are. I don't understand why they're here. I love it, though. Well, that's why I like... They just come in, they're like, you there, girl, how many meow meow How many meow meow bees? I love it. What were you going to say? I. It's so random that it, like... But it's perfect. It's so funny. I don't know why it makes me laugh so much. Lily said after... I keep bringing up Lily. uh, Some strong I love my significant other vibes. How dare you? Lily was like... That episode was so weird and Tim and Eric were in it. Were they like behind the creatives of it because of how (laughs) weird it was? Because they're not. But it does feel very in the vein of... Yeah. So it just feels so natural. I feel like... When this type of alternative comedy is woven together, they just like apparate out of nothing and come on set. They're so funny. I don't. Nobody else is dressed like them. Nobody else has the triangle <laughs> necklace. What are they supposed to be? <laughs> they don't have names. They don't have an explanation. It's just the two of them and this girl. It's so funny. Are you lost too? <laughs> They're just the perfect like hoity-toity uh, people of higher class that are just yeah. putting their nose down at the poor people. Jeff Afora comes in and takes Brito away. This is so crazy watching the imagery of this episode and that this is an <laughs> He's episode new of community. Beans. This is the same show from season one of Community. <laughs> I just oh my god, this is I say this a lot, but the type of stuff at this time that was put on network TV was not is a this. big deal. It's supposed to be quote unquote classy. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be 
mostly for this is just so counterculture to what is traditionally on a network sitcom and the fact that they put out this episode in their season where like they get another season after they get the showrunner back they should be kind of playing the network game to keep yeah. their show going and then they go to put out the least accessible episode they've ever done <laughs> you could have seen every episode of this show and watch this episode and be like i have no idea what just happened <laughs> you're like am i Let still alone, watching the right is this a movie what's going on if you've like heard rumblings of the show community and how dead set the fan base is and it's back and I'm gonna check it out and this is the episode that you put You'd on. You'd be like, what the hell am so I watching? Like, I thought the show was about the like, guy. What from is a Caddyshack. meow meow beans? <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff takes Britta away and they have a little discussion in the dean's office. I think. Yeah. Right. It looks like the dean's office, but it's not the dean's office. Yeah. Uh, it probably is it's not the dean's, office. the dean's office the desk is in a different spot zach why would they move the desk it's the dean's office uh they're talking and britta gives jeff the uh information that there's going to be a talent show and he's going to have the chance to become a five not a lot to say about this little scene between the two of them other than when tim heidecker shows up to to catch them and it's like i'll keep your secret new beans <laughs> i do I like that britta and jeff are two. working together yeah this season last episode was a misstep but jeff and britta i like them as friends with the awkward we've had sex with each other before yeah but not in a like we're gonna have sex with each other again kind of way just in the like i know what you look like naked kind of way you know what i mean no exactly it's not like, i don't want them to there's be no flirty. tension but like they they slept together and that's a thing that they both like are okay with and it's fine but it's, there's something it's a that thing. the show does later this season i don't know if you remember but there's an episode where out of nowhere jeff and britta are like let's do it let's get married yeah i do and yeah. i think stuff like that really works for me actually because it just <laughs> feels like them i don't know just being train wrecks i don't yeah. they have no love for each other they're not gonna get married yeah so they get caught but they aren't giving away what they're really doing or talking about because tim heidecker or the character that he plays here has sympathy for being in love with someone of the lower class <laughs> meow meow beans has existed for eight days I and he's like matthew i once loved it too he was my everything <laughs> but numbers change <laughs> also like it doesn't have to end your love. Just don't be around each other for the five minutes that you're in this building. This episode is a masterpiece. The talent <laughs> show. I yeah, and also this guy's out there performing for his fucking life. He's like, you know what? I have this skill. This is gonna be He's my big break. He's doing the thing where you like throw a stick around with other sticks with other and sticks. juggle the stick. What you you tell me what it's called right now, Stephen? Do better than that right <laughs> no, now. No, that's what it is. You have a stick. You throw around other sticks with the sticks. With the it's stick. like you're drumming, but without a drum. And with it's another like you're stick. juggling, but with sticks. But you're not actually juggling. Your hands, you're just bouncing something off of something sticks. else. Yeah. It's, it's essentially the equivalent <laughs> of like bouncing a balloon off of your hands and keeping it from touching the ground. But instead of a balloon, it's a stick. Okay, I want you to go outside, grab three switches <laughs> right now. Show me that it's as easy as the balloon thing and then bring those switches back over here to my place and let's have some fun <laughs> i really like the setup that they did for the talent show i think it's a really good usage of the set the like barriers and the bleachers and the stage and the screen behind the stage i think it all works really well it's awesome the dean here explaining to jeff the the rules of the classes i love it so so much fives have do you know it now 
Fives have lives. Uh-huh. Fours have chores. Uh-huh. Threes have have fleas. Uh-huh. Twos, twos have, have blues. And ones don't get a rhyme because they're there garbage. Go. There you go. Did he get that, Jamie? Get that in the minutes. Steven got it. Thank Steven you, Miss Lucordis. No one claps for him. They all wait to see what the no, fives do. No, they see do. what the fives do, and Shirley's like, I didn't like it. <laughs> that guy did such a good job. <laughs> like, I don't think that needs to go to a one. Like, he could have stayed a two. I bet all the extras, not just the extras, but also the series regulars of this show, I bet they, like, show up to set and they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I thought this was an NBC sitcom. <laughs> the guard who comes out, he's like, the fives have spoken, and you... Uh, and he can't talk, so we all <laughs> on M2. I'm not very good. <laughs> the look on Shirley's face of just disappointment when she's raiding the security guard, just because he's not good at public speaking. This is where Shirley gets close to being a villain. I don't think it's her fault. I think she's just letting the power go to her head, which yeah. sucks to see. Another guard comes to take that guard away. <laughs> Jeff gets his last chance. He's gotta. He's gotta take his take his spot. I love the picture that they have of Jeff <laughs> as his profile picture. It's like scrawny, not as muscly yeah. Jeff from season one. Oh, I I do want to point out in a minute something that I think mm-hmm. I I don't totally agree with with the episode. Is it part of his stand up thing? No, it's like it's okay. just it's related to. Okay, well, first let's talk about the stand-up thing. Yeah, I think that's fucking hilarious. It is hilarious, and it's one of those things that's not funny on paper. Mm-hmm. And it shows that Joel is like a talented stand-up comedian because he knows exactly how to deliver all of these lines. Yeah. And he makes up all of these like inside jokes about the classes <laughs> and stuff that aren't funny, but it's funny. I don't know. I don't. Well, I and he's smart because he knows Shirley's so never going to rate him a five because Shirley doesn't want him to challenge her. So he's like, well, I have to get every other person to rate mm-hmm. me a five. Hey, my name's Tommy DeLuca. I'm from Hallway C. I'm a two. <laughs> I got to get to the cafeteria before they run out of apples. I, I really, <laughs> a lot with season five, but I remember watching this episode for the first time. Yeah. As clear as day. And being as confused and laughing as hard as I do now. This was one of those episodes of Community that, like, my friends that I talked to about this show who were a little bit less involved Mm -hmm. after Choi left, I was like, you guys got to check out the Meow Meow Beans episode. (laughs) Obviously, every episode would be better if Choi was there to give some lines. Yeah. But I don't think this episode's missing a thing. I think it's perfect. it's great. The two walk. It's like this. It's like one of these. All the shots, the extras laughing. When oh, Jeff like shit. takes his truck, oh shit! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else is going on? I think that's so funny. So funny. The crowd looks work. so comfortable. Yeah, he's killing it. <laughs> then he makes it like kind of sad and like dramatic again. Look at those tights he's wearing. Look at those blue ass <laughs> tights. Look at that. That glute is that his glute? That's like some serious hamstring into glute action going on. That's a thick leg. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is thick. His leg is as thick as my torso. Ooh, that's hot. <laughs> like I'm shaped like his his <laughs> hamstring. <laughs> you are Joel McHale's hamstring. This is I wish. time we told that's you. That's the that might be the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> I think it really might. If we ever get to talk to Joel again. Uh, Joel, show us your like, hamstrings. That's I'm Joel, I'm Steven, and I'm Joel McHale's hamstring. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it gets real real serious for a second, and he, he brings everyone down, and everyone's listening and emotional. But he brings it right back around to the apples. I love all of Annie's reactions during mm-hmm. the scene. She's, like, so invested in every word Jeff says. I sure do love them apples. <laughs> the audience this is so funny. <laughs> Takes a bite out of an apple, throws in the crowd, gives a round of applause, hits everyone's hand, and the moment of truth has come. But Britt is upset. Why is Britta upset? Because he's selling out. Because he didn't, you know, take a stand against the hierarchy. But here's the thing: what Jeff is You've doing, gotta, yeah, gets him in there. So why is she upset about it? Well, she's, is that what you don't agree with? Is yeah. that what you're talking about? I think she'd be like, okay, cool, Jeff's in, because that's what he was doing. Why would he get almost there and then f*** it up? Maybe he's giving such a committed performance that it even fools her. Mm. That, she, that he wants to be a five. So you think Britta's dumb? <laughs> so what you're saying is all women are stupid. So you said women <laughs> are objects, then. Is that what you're trying to convey? Uh... <laughs> Well, we are sponsored by BP, so we can get away with saying just about whatever we want. Hey, we were pro-poaching earlier, so. You know what, Steven? It's it's not very often. Usually after a podcast when we finish it, we're always like, well, that was fun. See you next time. Or every now and then we're like, that was a good one, right? Uh Every now and then we're like, that was a good one. And I think we should take a minute right here, right now. I feel like this is a good one. I feel like this is a good one, yeah. I feel like this has been a good, energizing week in a podcast. Yeah. I'm having fun, and we should we should enjoy it in the moment for a second. Yeah, let's revel in Look it. at us. Revel in let's our pa- success. I want Let me hear the sound of you patting your own back, please. Hit me with one of those. You'll never know if that's really what he was doing or yeah. if it was another continued slapping motion. hey so Shirley is about to be uh, like sideways as hell and give Jeff a whatever, a lower rating. But no, the Coug approves. That's a five. That's Everyone a five. Does it. And Jeff's a five. He's in with them now. Look at that. Our boy. It's a triumphant moment in this nonsense <laughs> situation. All the extras start chanting. I use the subtitles here the first. They say, review, review, meow, 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 meow. Review, review, meow, 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 meow. Man, that must have been so much fun yeah. to be in this episode and to do these things. This is so cinematic, too. The Shirley's look of disapproval. Yvette's so good here. Je- Jeff is a hero now. I love Garrett wanting to take a picture so that his future kids know this happened. That's hilarious. The funny part is what Jeff says after it. Did yeah. you catch it? It hasn't shown He's... the subtitles yet, but I remember so you And you funny. didn't watch it before right now, so <laughs> you don't know. It says, I want my future kids to know this happened. And Jeff... Like, being a politician, he says, I admire your optimism, Garrett, as if he would ever have kids. <laughs> I almost feel like if ever I was going to get a community tattoo, the Meow Meow Bean symbol would make That'd sense. That'd be a pretty good as one. As a kind of vague Now, one. would you get, like, five Meow Meows, or would you just get one? No, I'd get, like, what's on the locker. I'd get just the mm. one, I think. Not saying that I have So you're one. a one star. You're a one Meow. You're a one B. You know, man. honestly, I kind of I I can go with I can take that into. You know what? I would rate you no lower than two meow meow beans. I think I'm a three. I think I'm at least a three. Yeah, probably. No, what? You know, I think I'm a four. There you go. Keep I'm raising cool. it. Get four meow yeah. meows on you. I. You know what? I'm the reason that the scale goes up to a six now. <laughs> the vaunted sixth meow meow. I do like the line where. Britta's like, my weapon is words. And the security guard's like, I'm a security guard. My weapon is weapons. <laughs> Very reminiscent of the power is power scene from Game of Thrones. Never never heard of it. 
that was a really great scene where somebody's basically like, you know, I, I, he basically tells the queen, he's like, I know you're f***ing your brother, and knowledge is power, and then she's like, oh, I see, guards slit his throat, and they're like, hold on, I've told him, she's like, actually, wait, don't, now walk away, like, rub your tummy in your head and jerk yourself off, and they, like, do all this stuff, and she's like, no, power is power, and he, like, comes. That's basically what happens. I paraphrase the whole a show. That's how it happens. That's that's, that's the, the Game show. of Thrones. That's the <laughs> that's the Game of Thrones. <laughs> this is my favorite futuristic scene right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the inaugural fancy future dance. I think I love this it. fancy future dance goes in like the all time list of like futuristic things in media. Like up yeah. there with Squidward future. Like this is like on par. This is such good because what the this f- kind of thing. Are those, those instruments, instruments that the three of them are playing? <laughs> Who made those? Tim Heidecker is just like putting his hand over different candles. <laughs> and this is we've community is supposed to be like the real world. Yeah. Even even when there's been stuff that doesn't really make sense, there's usually kind of a real world explanation to it. This one's stretching it a little. <laughs> yeah. But I don't care. Who choreographed it's so this funny. dance? <laughs> or who invented and built these instruments? <laughs> I love them all talking. Shirley's complaining about Jeff to Chang, and Chang's just like, yeah, Jeff's really cool. And then Jeff talking to Ovid, and Ovid gives one of the lines of the episode. <laughs> He's trying to, like, turn him against Shirley, and Ovid's like, if you talk to me, I can't <laughs> And then it just becomes a game of Shirley and Jeff jabbing, jib-jabbing at each other. Jib-jabbing away. Just a little jib-jab. It's called a jib-jab, Zach. I it's can not put real. Our faces. It's a jib-jab. <laughs> okay, so now Britta is trying to team up the, the like working class people, the threes and twos and ones, to gather together and outnumber the fives. But nobody will listen to her because she's just a Britta. She doesn't have any mustard on her face. Nobody gives a f- if you don't have mustard on your face. I've said the F word a lot today, Zach. Sorry for your editing that you're going to have to do. You always do. Here, here lately, you've said it a lot more than I do. Mm, wow. Yeah, I've said it a couple I times, I think that too. bleeps right. are really funny, and I like hearing them back when Danny's listening. I do, too. That's the main reason why I do it. Yeah. Because I like it. <laughs> I don't really care if anybody hears me say <laughs> anymore. I just kind of like doing it. I'm sure I miss them all the time, too. Yeah. I like the way that it cuts from Britta yelling to everyone to Jeff and Shirley yelling at each other. And I really like how this episode comes to a close, first with all of the fives turning against Jeff and Shirley, because they're both at fault here. Yeah. They're both bad. They're both annoying. Everyone's like, hey, this is not the five vibe. Y'all gotta f***ing go. And that shows how much power the fives had. Just and why is Chang one? And why is Hickey Because he has a limp. Oh, yeah, and it's, his, and it's Hickey's birthday. And it's Hickey's birthday. Security, banish them to the Outlands with the rest of the ones. Chang <laughs> yelling is really funny. And they take them away, but not long after it happens, there's an uprising, and the, the lower levels come to take over. Regardless so of Captain, Captain Coogler's decree. I love it. They bring the white sheet down, which reveals the classic study room door entryway. And it's all of the lower number levels, like, lined up together. It's very, I don't know, what is this image of them all standing here, what is it evocative of? Um, like you know that one episode of Community where there's, like, the Meow Meow Beans thing and they, like, rip down that curtain and they're all standing there? That comes down? That's. <laughs> the, 
I feel like that's got to be an improv because that's such a funny line. That's really funny. That comes down. <laughs> Look at outside. Everything's on fire. There's barbed wire. This has been oh, the ones aren't even allowed in the school building. How this are they going to classes? Day eight. <laughs> How are they going to school? They if aren't, Stephen. It's Saturday. <laughs> And it's like Saturday evening. Like, it's nighttime. It's dark outside. <laughs> it's important at this part of the episode to have this scene with Jeff and Shirley where they're able to, like, put stuff aside. But I love mm-hmm. the fact that they've they've kind of added to it by totally dressing this outdoor area with the smoke and the flashing lights while they're talking. Yeah. Uh, not a single second of the episode doesn't have, like, a lot of thought going into what, what is being presented on screen. This seems like a fairly expensive episode to make compared to some of the other ones we've had this season. Maybe that's why we have some of the low-key episodes like the well, last week, two weeks. I don't had, know. But... Maybe more expensive than some of the other ones we've seen, but I don't know how expensive this show really could be at this point because they use the same sets for everything and redress mm-hmm. them. Um, I don't think this is – I think this is still much less expensive than probably early season episodes of Oh, Community, sure. Even like lower-key ones. Mm-hmm. They have a nice conversation where they realize they're they're not so different, the two of them. Anything you get off of this you think needs to be brought up? We're not so different, you and I. No, I think that once again... (laughs) Zardoz. Once again, Jeff and Shirley are are more similar than Jeff likes to admit, and probably Mm -hmm. than Shirley likes to admit sometimes, too. They, along with the rest of... Is it just the ones that aren't allowed outside? Just the ones are stuck outside. Yeah, them along with the rest of the ones are decreed back inside by Britta. The mother of ones. And I like how even Jeff and Shirley at this point are like, this is going too far. Yeah. (laughs) And I love the image now of Britta as a mustard-faced dictator. That's at least (laughs) a funny image. And, like, the posters of her face with the mustard stain are also pretty funny. (laughs) The the Coogler trying to defend why he parks in a handicapped spot really is also funny. They bring him back down to a one. He's like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's low. (laughs) And then Gotta the, Coogler love the Coogler goes right back into the sky, never to be seen again, except we will see him one more time. Yeah. He's in an episode of season six. That's good. This is the line that Abed has that hurt my, hurt me. Mm. He's like, hi, Jeff and Shirley. I'm not a five anymore. I'm a one like everyone else. And then he's like, I'm like everyone else. Then we were just mm. like, aw, Abed, yeah. you don't have to be. It's just a sad moment, I think. It is, yeah. I feel bad for him, but also good for him. Oh, it's great, this episode. What do you think of the conclusion here of Jeff's way to end this by saying that the app has five stars and it needs to be brought down by undownloading it? Is the, is, is the message that the show is trying to tell us here that we need to get rid of social media and that this is what it's doing to us? And is that a good point to make? I guess, but you can also rate the app. Like, you can give mm-hmm. the app a score. It doesn't have five stars because people download it. It works as good as any... I guess. Like, I think it's a fine ending, but it does feel a little... Like, I don't really think the message is that social media is bad. Yeah, I don't that think it should that, be. Like, it's dangerous, certainly. I don't know. A better podcaster duo than us could, like, really break down the ending of this episode. Well, but that's the thing, Zach, is I don't think the ending is supposed to be that deep. I think they're just wrapping up the story. Like, I don't think that the writers were like, we're going to make a stand and tell people to get out of their phones. I agree with you, but I think the nature of this episode and the themes of this episode do raise some of those questions when you're thinking about it. Hmm. Because they are kind of dealing in that 
is I absolutely believe that there's a, a slight message here of that the world where everyone is so dependent on how they appear on social media and where your like outside life is also influenced by that. I do think mm-hmm. they're trying to say a little something in this episode. They're just way more uh, uh, the the vibe of the episode and the jokes of the episode are way more important. But I do think there's a little bit of I a don't want here. a message from my shows, Zach. I just wanna I just wanna take in the funny. I don't need big left media oh, telling no. me where I am supposed to get my self worth from. Thank you, everyone. Zach, we live in a society. This has been the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> <Good night>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a fine ending. It's nothing special. Yeah, but it's, it's such fine. a ridiculous episode that changed the world of the show so drastically that they've got to end in about 30 seconds. You know? Yeah. It works as good as anything. And I love when Jeff is like, after he's made his whole point, he says, also, it's Saturday. <laughs> you guys should all go home. The penis enlargement joke I could have lived without, but it was fine. I like the idea that they got in a joke about how they're selling all of their information to people. Yeah, that's good. I think it's kind of funny. I think Jeff would be the type of guy that just says that to say that. I, it's mm-hmm. not exactly hilarious, but I buy that. That feels like something Jeff would say. So everybody deletes the app, and just like that, everything starts uh, fading back to normal. You're all in school for nothing. Everybody go home, get some sleep, and everybody does. And Britta, now the person who is most against all of this, this is the uh, good, interesting message and yeah. point here. Now that she's the only one in power, now she's gone just as pa- – she's not willing to lose it just like the fives weren't or whatever. You know what I mean? She's it's like, just saying it that, like pow- absolute power corrupts absolutely. Is that the saying? Is that? Is, I think that, that is before? correct. That like no matter what, no matter the good intentions – uh, it always happens this way. Stanford prison something or other. Yeah. Jesus Everyone starts wheel. leaving, so she's like, more mustard, and she puts mustard all over the place. <laughs> See, I think this story of Britta rising to power and falling into the same issues that she's against in the beginning, I think they could have done all that without Britta, the smart, intelligent, uh, mature woman, only being able to Having be mustard on her face, yeah. With mustard on her face. That's the only... I feel like if that wasn't in this episode, this might be like a top five Wow, I think it has potential, yeah. Because it's really good, and it's really, really original. Mm-hmm. It, even though it's kind of got some references to movies, it doesn't really feel like the Community Does Blank episode. It yeah, because it's original, a lot of... And I really like that. I'm with you. Now we're back in the ending. The school's starting to come back to normal. The Dean's announcements are really, really funny. I think we should just pretend like none of that happened. I think we're all pretty embarrassed. <laughs> Let's just let it go. And just like the episode starts with a rift between Jeff and Shirley, it ends with a nice moment where uh, Jeff not only takes her to dinner, but does it in a way where she's most comfortable and that they can spend time together. Um, It doesn't quite sell out that Jeff wasn't considering Shirley in the beginning of the episode, Mm -hmm. but it's nice. It's a nice button. It's nice, yeah. (laughs) And the one nod to how just moments ago this was an entire post-apocalyptic thing, Starburns isn't taking off the Zardoz costume. He's still got two days left on the rental. <laughs> I don't know who would take that thing back after Starburns has been wearing it for like four Listen. days or whatever. And that's the end of the episode. I have been smiling this whole time. I love I this think episode. It's, great. it's a good episode. 
And it's recency bias, so it's hard to say where it really fits in with the rest of the show. But it's absolutely a a strong case for season five having episodes that are just as good as the best episodes of Community. Yeah, just and about. I think within season five, it definitely is probably in my top three. I think it's a really good episode. I think it has a lot of good things going for it and executes a lot of them flawlessly. The end tag I also love. Season so five has a really strong track record with end tags. I think it's the best so far. Since they don't have Choi and Abed to depend on for these end tags anymore, they just do all kinds of crazy weird mm-hmm. shit. There's and no limits anymore. Kugler was such a funny character that's stripped right out of a 70s party college movie, except it's some old guy. <laughs> and now it's uh, they've turned it into exactly that. Look at this establishing shot of Outside Greendale. There's palm trees... And there's, like, something in the back netted in. That's very much a production <laughs> Yeah. All of this is funny. I don't want to explain why it's funny. Mitch Hurwitz is really funny. All of the nods to old types of movies are funny. All of the little pranks that he pulls. The Dean. All of the girls being like, Coogler, Coogler. Uh, uh, Coogler! Then Abed is a scientist. Uh, like, over a beaker. Coogler. 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 <laughs> When he walks down the hall and sees the girls and takes off his glasses and turns around, I'm taking <laughs> copies of my rear end. Also funny. The Dean and Coogler. Are you telling me you really don't have a career plan? Does getting laid count? No! <laughs> Mitchell D. Hurwitz is Coogler. It's incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. What a great episode. That's the end of the episode. Steven, who's your MVP? Honorable mentions to Coogler, Britta, and Shirley, but yeah. Jeff gets my MVP this yeah. week. I think it's a great Jeff episode. My favorite one in a while. Yeah, it's me too, Jeff. Uh, same MVP uh, honorable mentions. Shirley's close. It's a great Shirley episode. Yeah. And I want to is... give it to Shirley because it's one of the rare opportunities that we get Shirley-centric plot point where she's, you know, yeah, in a position of power. But I think Jeff I and mean, Joel does such a good job. The stand-up yeah. is so funny. Just the way that he carries himself the whole episode yeah. is hilarious. I really like this version of the show we're at where Jeff isn't the main character anymore. Yeah. And sometimes the episodes... It's Coogler. Joel McHale is so funny. And sometimes the show doesn't let him be as funny as he is because of the character that he plays. Mm-hmm. But this episode really lets him be as funny as he can be sometimes. And how just how dedicated he is to the stand-up bit is really worth a, a round of applause. So there you go. Terrific. That's it. Steven, I'm also uh, excited for next week. Next week's episode is going to be another good one. I have to look up exactly what it's called. But I know it's the episode that Vince Gilligan is in, creator of Breaking Bad. What's what's with the creator cameos these last two weeks? I know. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? A lot of cameos the last three weeks. Yeah, absolutely. This episode had a ton of cameos, just like the uh, Bolton Board episode did. Yeah. So next week we're talking about VCR maintenance and educational publishing. Hey, so if that's an episode you've got anything for us, send in your trivia, episode MVP, uh, favorite funny moment, over to Podcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do here and you want to get another full rewatch podcast from us every single week, a live stream, loose and fun uh, pre-show to this podcast every week, and early access to this show and everything else we do, every week that's at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast where you can support us starting as low as five dollars per month steven where can the 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 stragglers on find us if you're just you know if you're a two and you're trailing behind those awesome fours and fives on our patreon 
Uh, you can maybe get an extra Meow Meow Bean or two if you follow us on Twitter over at You Can't Disappoint. Uh, there's also many beans to be had on Instagram under the name Can't Disappoint Podcast. Mm-hmm. We're also on Facebook and YouTube where you can get the whole Meow Meow uh, if you <laughs> follow us and add us, subscribe, meow. turn on notifications mm-hmm. uh, over the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. This has been a lot of fun. I think we've done it. Yeah, I, I, I only have one thing left to say. Uh, review, review, meow, 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 meow. Yeah, why don't you send us five meow, meow beans over on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Write us a little review. Make our day. Give us a little tickle. Yeah, and we'll we'll meow, meow you if you do that. From inside the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter, fives have lives, fours have chores, threes have fleas, twos have blues, and pro-lifers don't get a rhyme because they're garbage. <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we will see you next week. That was great. That's my favorite ending that we've ever done. Cool. Bye. That's great. Bye.